Welcome back, Seahawks fans, to the newest episode of the Seahawks Nest Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Santa, joined, as always, by the chops to my swagger junior. It's Kevin Garber. Kevin, how you doing? My eyes are wide open. I feel aware of all that is going on. Oh, and our very own Brownie the Elf. That's right. It's Eric Ronovic. Eric, how you doing? Oh, oftentimes forgotten and brought back to much people's chagrin. I'm into it. Yeah. Brownie, Brownie the Elf has made a great comeback. Um, I I definitely have some stories to tell on this topic. I did way too much research into <laughs> into uh into not just the uh the the stuff the the like the, the also like the little bit of history with these mascots. Like, did you know the, the Chargers had had the Bolt guy right for their mascot? Like the guy who was just a big stupid lightning bolt. You remember yeah, that guy? He looked like Mac the Knight from the old. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he did. Yes, um, but uh, but. A moon-faced yeah. bastard. He's gone. They got rid of, when they moved to LA. They went to Hollywood. They got rid of that guy. He's just he just he just slipped into the I sunset. Had, I haven't looked at the list. Is it the Rock didn't, now? He, Is the Rock the? Uh, just like Philip Rivers, he didn't really make it from San Diego to LA. Aww. He just he just uh, kind of kind of disappeared. He packed into his the... nine little lightning bolts in a RV and took off for the Midwest. All right. Well, I want to start the podcast today with kind of a broad conversation. Okay, I, I think that the, what what happened this year uh, deserves a, a little bit of a retrospective. So we um we started the season at two and three, and I think after those five games, the team was basically exactly what we expected—a team that might get blown out against Where's a tough the, they team. Are who we thought they were dropped. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. A team, a team that that yeah, might get blown out by a good team, like we did against the 49ers. A team that would play most games close, like we did in the other four games. And a team that might struggle on offense or defense on a day-to-day basis. Okay, at two and three, we probably were heading towards a seven and ten season, a real solid Seahawks season where we saw a lot of growth, but a lot of struggles. Since that point, the Seahawks are four and zero. They have not lost a football game, and they have played some of the best football in the NFC. Just to rip off a, a couple statistical things, people are giving a lot of credit to Geno on the offense, and rightly so. Gino is like one of the best, number one in completion percentage. He's thrown the most catchable balls of any quarterback in the NFL. Over 90% of his passes have been catchable, but the defense, the defense too deserves a little credit. 4.3 yards per play, first in the league since the, in the last four weeks. 19 sacks in the last four weeks. That's that's tied for first in the league. We've allowed 31 QBR. Playing a Hobbit Kyler twice too. He's pretty, he's pretty good quarterback apparently. Uh, not on college, not when the new Call of Duty comes out. <laughs> second, second in the NFL though, and se- second in takeaways as well with seven. We're four and zero in the last four games, and I want to know, guys. We we kind of had the prediction, and Eric, I would say you took the longest to believe. Yes, I'm out of the out of the three of us. Proud of that. I mean, I think proud of that. I think I think after the second week, me and Kevin were both like, "Yeah, this team's just good now." Like we were we were in, but you took you were like, you know, you know I really want to see him prove it. I think. Last week you finally caved and we're like, yeah, this is a real football team. It was, okay, so if we're <laughs> going, was more conscious for early '90s Seahawks football. So yeah, yeah, this is <laughs> this is fact, Kevin. And it's I don't mean to go like full uh, Jenny Jones show and Oprah and start crying on you, but like <laughs> it it was a lot of fear of like, okay, do I pick the Seahawks here and they let me down, or do I just keeping keep picking against the Seahawks because at some point this is going to run out? And now the way we're playing. I don't think we're going to beat every team out there. I don't know if we're a Super Bowl team, but I but we, have, we could. We could. We could. Hold on. We have eight games left in the schedule, and we can address this at another time or now, but I kind of have it ranked like games you should win, games you're probably going to lose, and coin tosses. And 
I don't know what the magic number for the playoffs is, but it's looking really good. It's looking there's really, only, really good. There's only one like probable loss left on the schedule. And the way the Chiefs played last week, I'm not even sure that's a probable loss anymore. I just watched the Chiefs barely get barely get by on Sunday night football against a Titans team that I really don't respect. So like I don't know. Like we're better than that Titans team right now. A hundred percent. I don't I don't think there's any doubt in my mind that Seahawks right now, you know, I'm barring injury stuff like that are better than that Titans team. Like there's no, so the real question though, is this, okay. Five weeks into the season, we were, we were, our prediction was exactly right. We were right on. And then everything changed for the Seahawks. So what are those things that changed? Eric, do you want to start us off? What's, what's something? <laughs> do you want me to, do you want me to? I, cause, well, cause I know exactly what, I know who you're going to talk about because he's your, he's your dude. He's your, he's your, your love, not in, in fantasy and in real life. So, the, so, so, so hit me, tell me, tell me, Eric, what the dog doing? <laughs> um i was gonna say we just started playing for each other we just started playing for each other that's what changed no, I, I think i think i think this was part of it though <laughs> i mean come on <laughs> I, I know come on. i know we're leaning in uh honestly i think it comes down to the cornerbacks uh oh he's not even gonna give no, me no i'm not like i'm not canine. giving it to you because i want to oh, so you want this one <laughs> <laughs> how about every guy around him and then him at the end um, honestly, we have a ball hawking group and not in the sense that they are, you know, getting picks left and right. I mean, that's kind of cooled down a lot since Trequel and fell back down to earth gently, but we are not giving up big plays on offense. We're not giving up first downs on passes. If you look at what Kyler Murray did this week, it was all, you know, big third down runs that he got away from the pass rush. Just barely. He could I mean- not complete long passes. Like Kobe had Kobe had a couple uh Kobe. Yeah, okay. Oh, Kobe. There you go. <laughs> he had a he had a couple uh really good defensive plays that were taken away by some um let's just say very questionable penalties. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like I questioned Andre's decision making because that was definitely a penalty and that made me very upset. But it was not it had nothing to do with Kobe though. Like it, it was, was just that like was, that was that was a legitimate pick that he doesn't get because Quandre decided to molest somebody going over the middle and then and then there was another play too he had another good play that got called back by a penalty that was like just bad uh that was but it doesn't i mean kobe has just been great he's playing in the slot so difficult the first time in his career playing in the slot the secondary has been a revelation in the last few weeks eric and it comes down to the one guy the the guy the straw that stirs the drink the the uh, the secret sauce as it will i mean it's ryan neal in the last five weeks, Ryan Neal's for pro football focus rating since he returned is first in the league among safeties. So you had another. Right. That's awesome. That's Ryan awesome. Neal. Ryan Neal is is no joke. And I started off when it, you know the first few weeks, I was saying like Ryan Neal makes a difference. He lets us play the defense we want to play. But Ryan Neal makes a difference. He lets <laughs> us play the defense that we want to play. Like this guy is. You know, who's Jamal Adams? Do we even need him anymore? Like Ryan Neal is doing everything we want him to do, tackling well, making every play, reading the de- reading what the offense wants to do and reacting in the same way that we would expect Jamal Adams to do, right? The best thing about Jamal Adams, the very best thing is his ability to understand what the offense is going to do and take that away on an individual play. Just immediately react and, and take away what they're doing. Ryan Neal is doing that right now. He has been unbelievable in his return along with the return of another guy that I'm going to, I'm going to let Kevin talk a little bit about his return has just been great. Now, Kevin, well, who's the other defensive player we got back? We got back a guy and I, you know, I think there was a tweet and it said, 
you know, the Seahawks are already up by 50 in the Russell Wilson trade. <laughs> they're, they're already so far up. You don't need Shelby Harris to be good too. <laughs> but, but, but here he is, Kevin. Here he, here he is. But Shelby Harris has been a revelation in the middle, right? Well, Shelby Harris is a perfect fit for the style of defense that they're trying to run. You're talking about a guy who has three technique size, but can move kind of like a base defensive end. So we're not lacking for pass rush from him. He has 19 pressures so far this season, and that's after playing only three snaps in the San Francisco game and completely missing week three. So he's got third on the team in pressures right now. I mean, he is on only what? uh, 192 pass rush snaps. That's the, that is the third most pass rush snaps on the team, but still, I mean, he, he missed games there. They're obviously had to ease him back in, but they know what he is. They know, they know this guy can get after the passer. Yeah. Dude's on pace to have uh, about as many pass rush snaps as he had in 2021. He's going to have a career high number of pressures and probably like he's got, he's had six and seven sacks before he's going to end up right in that five to eight sack range with the way that he's playing. Um, These are impressive numbers that are backed up by process. Like, this is not a guy who's just getting a few cleanup sacks. If you look at the sack that he got, um, where he just lit Kyler Murray up, this, like he this just week, beat yeah, his dude. He had he had a great <laughs> sack this week. Just a uh, Shelby Harrison. I was listening to uh, the the radio replays because I was just like, I want to hear the the good calls. You know, I don't want to. Just... But uh, I get but Rabel calls, yeah, yeah, Rabel calls, and his call of the Harris sack, man, he was pumped. I mean, I how can you not be? He's they're playing great football. At, along Nineteen the defensive pressures line. and twelve run stops. That summarizes him as a player. Like he, he's just doing it on in every role that you want a guy like that to play. And, and I think I think I think one thing that's underrated here is that this team, at its very best, any Pete Carroll defense is at its best when we can keep the total number of snaps down for the defensive line guys. In the last game, deeper thirty eight sna- thirty eight snaps for Ford out of sixty four, thirty eight for Irvin out of sixty four, thirty four for Harris, thirty three for Jefferson. Uh, 26 for Mafe, 19 for Collier, 17 for Big Al. Uh, this was a rotation, man. They even got uh, Joshua Najogu in there. That Framingham is a state, dude. When you go to his pro football focus page, do you know what it says? Go to his player page. It says college. No, no college. Because <laughs> it's like, because it's not shade. in their database. It's D, it's D3 or whatever. It's not in the database, dude. It's too, it's too deep. It's too deep for them. But yeah, that they uh they 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 put their rotation deep in there and it really worked. Okay, so the defense the defense has been revitalized by the return of a of a few uh, healthy guys and the ability for Brian Neal to come in play that Jamal Adams role and really make it so we could put three safeties on the field. I mean, Neal played sixty four snaps, Diggs played sixty four snaps, and look down there, there's Josh Jones playing thirty two. They put three safeties on the field for thirty two plays in this game, and people might be like, well, what about the nickel cornerbacks? Kobe played fifty five. They're playing with tons of defensive backs on the field. Yep. That is what this defense wants to do. They want to put a bunch of defensive backs on here, but one of them needs to be special. One of them needs to be able to really get in the box, disrupt, read the play, and Ryan Neal has been able to do that, and it has been absolutely outstanding. Okay, let's go now to the offense. Well, real quick, I just wanted to make one more uh, draw a line real quick. I don't think that it's a coincidence that uh, Cheney Gold Jackets has been playing out of his mind since Shelby Harris came back. Oh, yeah, no. Yuchenna Nuosu has been be- getting uh, better and better every week, and yes, a big part of it is that he's he's a little deeper in the rotation. Oh, he played, he did play 50 snaps last game. I mean, he plays the most. 
he he drops into coverage a lot more than any of the other um defensive linemen. Like he's like he basically can do it without embarrassing himself. Yeah, he's like the only one. He got he got seven snaps where he dropped into coverage. Mafe got six, and then everyone else got one combined. So so they 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 didn't drop any defensive tackles or defensive ends. Mafe or... got five because I mentally blocked one of them out. <laughs> oh, you, you didn't you didn't like the, you know they PFF didn't even credit him on that play because it's like that they I bet you they discredited it to the coach yeah I was about that's to say, like they just, they just ding that on the defensive you, coach you can, I I mean we're gonna talk about this when we when we talk about the defense I guess but we could just say it now you do not put you you cannot let DeAndre Hopkins drag across your your whole defense and end up passing him off to an outside linebacker like that is just that is just that's malpractice notice that is, that's the last time it happened. <laughs> At least that's they made abuse. the adjustment, and it wasn't Ken that's, Norton waiting for Pete to make the adjustment at halftime for him. That that happened immediately. Yeah, that is abuse. That is abuse of that's abuse of the. Okay, now now can we do now what the dog do doing? <laughs> okay, because because K nine, man, that he is that dude. He is that one hundred percent. He's him. That guy. He is him. He is. He's that guy. I mean, he just he's in here. <laughs> doing his thing man he comes out he runs really hard he's his vision his patience his ability to do the jump cut i mean he is just he is that running back that we've always wanted um so 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 talented and here's the thing um this is not a knock on penny penny has actually i was actually averaging like a yard more per carry than than ken walker but the ability for us to go from penny who is only good for four games a year because he just cannot stay on the field we know Penny's good at football. We yep. saw it at the end of last year. We saw it at the beginning of this year. This guy is great, but he cannot stay on the field and be able to, to to be able to pass that torch to a guy like Kenneth Walker, who is pretty much as good, but can, seemingly can stay healthy. Wow, what a what a joy! What a joy for the Seahawks. Kenneth Walker uh, had to go and get the torch because Rashad Penny was not able to get up and give it to him. Oh no! Okay. Well, sorry, sorry. Oh, I thought about this today because like Kenneth Walker is very exciting but I really want to see a little more Travis Homer and a little more DJ Dallas just to make sure we do not run Kenneth Walker into the ground. Yeah. The, 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 there's a worry that because we're, we're, we're abused by Penny's injuries yeah. that we're like, we're like, we can't lose this and Chris guy. Carson, and Chris Carson. Don't forget yeah. before that he, he fell apart. Then Penny fell apart. Ken Walker just... runs real different than those two though. He does. He's, he's more of a Sean Alexander type, which is so funny. The year we put him in the ring of honor, we almost have like his second coming. In yeah. like a, I don't know, speaking, a tougher way. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I'll get to it later. I was going to say, speaking of Sean Alexander, uh, what about Tyler Lockett sliding? But you know what? We'll talk about it <laughs> in a little bit. I, ma- I'll just say this: I massively respect it. Just make the business decision, man. You don't need to take. You don't need to take huge hits, man. Just slide. He took it's the fine. big hit later on when he had to. Like, <laughs> you can't. You cannot question Tyler Lockett's toughness. So, like, Nathan, okay, so there's a play where he slid. The end. I don't care. Nathan, he is so close to finally having sex, and you want to ruin it for him? <laughs> He's also like 5'3 and a buck 10. Like. This is true. All right. Finally, finally, we got to talk about tight end, tight end Palooza. This has been a huge, huge part of our thing, something we're going to talk about in this game. So let's, let's use this to dovetail right into the offensive talk. Let's start with the tight ends. These tight ends have been an absolute revelation using multiple of them on the field using them in the slot and in line uh 14 times in the slot this game for fant two for disley and seven oh no three for parkinson i mean these guys they're lining them up all over the formation in line in the slot and they're using him and one thing i love okay that i saw in this game this is a waldron thing okay and this is a gino thing 
Okay, is back in the day, and this is I think this is true of the Seahawks in general right now. Back in the day, we could not possibly find a play where we could just run this play over and over and defeat the opponent and then they never have an answer for it. We are like, we, we make them answer it, right? Like that play did not exist for us because of Russ's limitations, whatever those may be. And the fact that he was like hard addicted to the big play. <laughs> so, so, so we couldn't, we couldn't run like a real easy gimme play over and over until the defense stopped it. But in this game you saw it. And I think this is a, a sign of our usage of tight ends, Waldron in general, we ran a, uh, play action pass with a boot action with a dragging tight end over the over the middle of the field we ran it a ton of times what disley had two of those i think they had four parkinson had one like they they ran this play like a million times and they were like hey stop this play and they were and they couldn't do it <laughs> they couldn't stop it i mean the, the tight ends combined to go uh 10 10 for 12 uh in terms of being targeted for like 140 yards or no 126 100, yards 26 yards Beautiful yeah. Game. So, yeah so just like the tight ends the tight ends this is a great group <laughs> of tight ends like this is a really good and they're being used really creatively and interestingly uh i totally missed on that will disley contract like i thought it was just an overpay i just thought that's too much money there's no way who are we even competing with someone I don't Someone think we, must. We can feel. We can't feel bad about that, though. It, it still seems like. How did you know? Like, there's yeah, no they, way they could have known. I mean, they knew what they had, and I think they made sure that there was no doubt. They wanted their guy. They got their guy. I'm not. You know, it is what it is. Like, it's it's a little bit of an overpay, but I think it's I think it's working out pretty good. The other way to look at it is DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are one of the better wide receiver pairings in the NFL. And teams come out and they commit to going, okay, we're going to take one or both of them away. The teams that can scheme it up will go, okay, we're going to put somebody over the top of both of them. And it leaves the middle of the field pretty open. In the past, Russ hasn't been willing to take that. And that's created a situation where we keep begging for that third option. Who's that guy who can come in? And when DK and Tyler aren't able to make the passing game work, who's that third option? And it's tempting after a game like this and actually both Arizona games to say it's Noah Fant. But I think the better way to look at it is there's a reason why all season, when we talk about tight end, we keep grouping the numbers together because functionally what we've decided is the tight end position is our third option in the receiving game. And when you put all of our tight end numbers together, that's a heck of a number three receiver, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's just the tight ends are just they they move they move the ball they move the ball they're looking they're looking good though let's uh, let's go to let's go to Gino though Gino I have to say he throws the pick six um it, let's just start with this that play you watched that play I watched it like five times Gino did nothing wrong okay that maybe, is a maybe should have lofted it a little bit more but that's a freak play. That is that that is yeah. a great football players make great football plays. And Zaven Collins is a really talented athlete who read the situation as perfectly as you can read it. Just props to him. That is that is tough to do. He he gets back on that ball and just, at that point in my head I'm thinking this is it. This is where we see what this team is made of. Right? This is that point because the the team could go either way at that point. That they're saying so, Eric. Right then, at that point, like, how did you feel? Did you what did you think was going to happen? It was a tipping point moment for the for the Seahawks. It felt like Wh- which which way were you? Which way were you tipping emotionally? Uh, I was you- I was even keeled because I honestly it's it feels great to say this. I trust Geno Smith. 
I, I can't believe we're saying this. Still, it's it's a new experience. Uh, I can't get mad at him. And when he threw that, you kind of had this look like he was incredulous. And I looked at it and I was like, eh, it happens. Um, I mean, it was incredulous because it was a great play by Zayvon Collins. That's like, yeah. that's the thing. That's why he's incredulous. Well, Eric, you were right to trust him. Because here's the next three drives from Geno Smith. 13 plays, 75 yards, 6 minutes and 35 seconds. Tyler Lockett, 9-yard pass for a touchdown. His next drive, 13 plays. 81 yards, six minutes and 46 seconds. Kenneth Walker with the one yard run to finish off the touchdown drive. And then to kill the game, five plays, 85 yards, one minute and 18 seconds. The Seahawks put the Cardinals in the dirt. Four, three drives over six minutes long. Uh, Something I feel like we have not seen from the Seahawks in many years is dominating time of possession like that. We have 34 minutes and 31 seconds compared to Arizona's 25, 29. Gino controlled the game, controlled the clock. The offense was able to just put them away. I was so impressed. Can I give you a mirror stat on that? Gino was in control in this one. Yeah. So, and I, I may have the last drive wrong, but compare that to Kyler Murray's draw three drives after the pick six. Okay. So the pick six happens and it puts Arizona in a, in a palpable position. Okay, the next three drives, and I may have this wrong, three and out for eight yards, three and out for five yards, and then the next one, it wasn't a three and out, but it was something for like fourteen yards. Four six next so next drive goes six plays, four yards. Okay. Uh, then they had a seventy five they had a seventy five yard touchdown drive, and then four plays negative five yards. There you go. They only they touched the ball three times, got got the seven points, and uh yep, that was it. That was the game was over. They Basically, uh, not two three and outs, but two basically. Yeah, three I think I mixed. Uh, looking at my notes, I think I mixed between before the but, uh, the pick six. The, but before, still, before before the pick six, though, yeah, it was it was. This is their this is their drive chart after the opening. So they they scored an opening touchdown. Mm-hmm. Then they went three plays punt, five plays, three plays, eleven plays with the fumble. There you go. Three plays, three plays. Like they they really could not get much going. They had two sustained drives and that's it. The rest of the game, they were, they were trash. Yeah, I know we kind of moved off defense, but that's the thing that keeps standing out to me over the last few weeks as the defense came together. Uh, Every game, there's this point where they're like, and the opponents only crossed the 50 yard line twice this whole game. You're just sitting there like, dang, our defense is just swatting them. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, they, they had 24 run stops in this game and that that's like, cause more than one guy can get a run stop on a play because they only ran the ball 18 times. <laughs> like, one like we just, they're just that they, we were killing it. The tackling was a, was a little, I mean, the tackling is hit and miss. That's that's, that is the one thing I will say is that the tackling is, is hit and miss 11 missed tackles in this game. It, it is a weakness of this defense, but this defense is great because it's the sum is more than any individual parts. Yes. Uh, I would agree that Tariq Woolen is playing Pro Bowl level football right now. Um, yes, I would agree that Chenna Nuelos is playing Pro Bowl level football, but like none of these guys are bona fide superstars yet or right now to me. <laughs> but they, but they are, but they are playing really, really good football together. These guys all come in, they play good team football. They know that they know their jobs. Um, I think it's like um, it was earlier in the season. I made fun of Quandre Diggs. For saying like, oh, we, you know, these not everyone's doing their jobs, but Quandre might have been right. Like the the thing that was tough was that the guy doing the the box safety job was Cody Barton. That might have been the problem is that <laughs> that Barton is not built for that. He needs to he needs to come in on certain plays and just know exactly what he's supposed to do and and not have to think. 
that that that's his that's his role and that's don't okay. think you can only hit the ball club yeah you're yeah you're right in his wheelhouse so yeah all right no let's um, just react let's talk let's talk that out that young talented offensive line these guys just can't say enough damian lewis had himself a day uh say 88.8 pro football focus grade 73 snaps uh just only allowed one pressure I would really love to see the interior of our offensive line come together and a guy like Damian Lewis getting it together. Did they did the right guard rotation again, Kevin? How do you, how do you feel about that? Uh, I mean, again, they also were kind of the Spider-Man meme. So I get like yeah. Haynes was Haynes was the slightly better version. I still don't know why we aren't just going with Phil Haynes because he is outplaying Jackson a little bit. Like Jackson had a couple of good games, but I feel like overall Haynes has been a little bit better. It's It's weird. Yeah, it's it's definitely weird. Like Haynes was last game. Jackson was a little bit better this game. It felt like Haynes was playing a little better, although Haynes did give up the sack. But yeah, just these guys, these guys are are playing roughly uh, equivalent. You know what, though? The O-line coach up job that has us with two rookie tackles and a like above average offensive line overall. Yep. Screw it. Okay, fine. Guard rotation. Go for it. Yeah, apparently right move. What do I know? Guard (laughs) rotation. Here's the thing. It's like both those guys are a threat to get hurt at any moment. So maybe that. Maybe that's part of it. If we play them both for half a season, pretending they're injured, maybe they'll be available every week. All right, ready? Got you guys ready to officially go to defense? Of course, Eric. Eric, you brought Eric. You brought up the secondary. Um, these three safety looks. These three safeties have all been playing so good. Uh, but really, what surprised me was was Josh Jones had a pretty solid day out there. 30, 32 snaps. Got a got himself a, a run stop, a couple of tackles. I I wonder, like, is these light boxes with all these safeties on the ground is are we going to run into a team that can run through these or is this is this going to be something that we can sustain what do you think i think for the most part it's going to be sustainable but yeah we are going to run into someone who's going to give us some trouble uh like i said in our schedule eight games is it, is it for, 49ers is it 49ers probably probably and you said uh, you said there's only one game that is probably lo- a game we should lose because you think the chiefs are beatable i have the chiefs and the 49ers is like if we can win either one of those or both of those games, then I will believe that the the moon is in Super our Bowl. Yeah, like the yeah the football insider said we had a five percent chance of winning the Super Bowl, and I was like, oh, I'll take that all day. So you're telling <laughs> me there's a chance? Five percent? That seems like too much, even. <laughs> but yeah, the 49ers with their run game will be a real test. Uh, that's December fifteenth. That's that's one I will be excited to see because. As we said in these games building up, every game something new is getting tested. But we saw us against the good running team two weeks ago, the New York football giants. And we did a good job bottling them up and taking it away. So I I, I do think the 49ers are a better version of that. And we'll get to see. I'm excited to see it because the way our defense has improved since the first meeting and the way our offense, Gino has been kind of unleashed. He's uh, He's been, un, un, um, they took away his- Gino uh, Unchained? The shackles, the shackles are off. He gets, he has, uh, Pete has taken off the training wheels and has just let him, letting him use the whole field. Boy, it is great. But sorry, we're talking about the secondary and the defense. I got, Gino's I got like this there. wristband opens. Oh man, there's so many more plays oh. on the side. Oh, we're going to talk. We got to talk about wristbands. This is, <laughs> did I talk about this already? I didn't say anything. No, no. Like, no, it's brand new. It's in my notes and I did not delete it. So, okay. I guess I didn't talk about it because I usually delete when I do a note. Okay. So Yeah. Pete Carroll goes on the Pete Carroll show. He does it every Monday morning. I usually listen to it. Uh, I try to listen to it because it's he. Pete drops some nuggets in there. He drops some good ones, some good, uh, some good lines in there. This week he said, 
something. He said, Gino uses the play wristband, which is something we've had resistance to in the past. Um, and I'll tell you this, you can Must look at Russell Wilson. about Matt Flynn. Yeah, sure. You can look at Russell Wilson. He, he <laughs> wore those two preseason games. Damn it. Sorry. <laughs> he, he wore the wristband in the first Super Bowl season. I don't know if he wore it in the second one, but, and he definitely didn't wear it like the last few years. So Russ, so one thing you'll notice if you go back and watch old Russ plays is he would take two plays to the line every time. Okay. And like that, that wristband is like helps with that. Like it, you don't have to to do that as much, or you don't have to like just always be changing between one of these one or two plays. You can kind of the, the play caller can get you the play call in quickly and you can use it. So I like the idea of, yeah, this using, using this return to pick up the pace and to be able to, to get the play in quickly. It has led to one really noticeable change, which is Gino does not take any delay of game penalties compared to Russ. Russ has had so many dumb delay game penalties because he's sitting there deciding what play he wants to call of the two. And, and well, now, the other piece is that it's harder to time your pass rush when you can't just time it for one second left. Uh-huh. That's yeah. true. So, so yeah, <laughs> oh, Russ. No, that's it's a joke, but it's true. It's yeah. there's some truth to that. Well, 100%. that's Gino ran a very prolific offense in college. Uh, Russell Wilson ran a more run based offense based on where he was. Um, Geno Smith is used to running offenses that run a lot of plays and he gets them going in a timely fashion. I actually think this is one of those skills that you don't really think about, but it's something Gino should have logically and it has done us some good. Okay. We keep switching back to the offense because it is. It's, it's so much fun though. Everything's like, look, fun when you're talking about a fun yeah. team. It's fun to talk about all of it. Even if we don't right. like go super far in the playoffs, it has been a fun year in a year that was not supposed to be fun at it's all. It's like that time Eric and I went to that sushi buffet and we just kept getting all the different stuff. Kevin, I think about that every day. <laughs> Bruce, Bruce Irvin got his first sack since 2015, Eric. I know. I was How did it, how did it feel? I don't know. I don't want to I don't want to be like I don't want to be all corny, but man, Seahawks I sack. I get I get super emotional about that. I think it's so cool. I just there was no way that he was coming back. There was no way that I would feel like this classic Seahawk vibe after Bobby Wagner left. And he came, and he came back once. He came back in 2022, right? Yeah. Or 2020 as well, because 2022 is this year. Uh, <laughs> and uh, he didn't get a sack that year. He did. He did looked worse than he looks now. He looks better now. It's crazy. I don't know what what he. Uh, he's got Michael jo- Michael uh, Jordan's secret secret stuff, dude. Secret sauce. Secret sauce. Yeah. yeah. Secret sauce. Yeah. I I am um, I'm just impressed. The defense looks good, and you know, no Taylor, no Taylor this week, right? So you'd think like the pass rush might suffer a little bit, but they did not skip a beat. The interior guys stepped up: Puna, Shelby, uh, both getting four pressures. Just a a really great team performance by the defense. All right, is there anything you guys want to hit on this defense before we uh, talk third phase? Kevin, no, no. it's just that deep. It's that deep rotation, and the other thing is. People pointed out when Woolen got beat on that kind of oddball where he wasn't getting underneath help against Ertz in the red zone. And my counterpoint to that is notice how the entire rest of the game he was playing against uh, Hopkins most of the time. And you didn't notice him like, man, Tariq Woolen's really good. Yeah. The whole defense is yeah. Hopkins first drive looked good. Looked like he was building up like a great a, for a great game. You know, it's like man, Woolen's good getting tested here. And then Woolen just he put the clamps on. It was after that it was 
over. You know, the so. other thing I think is really interesting, and this kind of goes back to our previous kind of broad form conversation, but it, it makes sense in this conversation. Um, Pete went out and assembled a teaching staff again. The defensive coaches that he brought in are guys that have college experience, younger NFL defensive coaches. Um, the two guys coming over from the Rams, uh, yeah. uh, Waldron and uh, guys that look like their name, Dickerson. Clint Hurt. Clint yeah, Hurt. That's right. <laughs> Lives up to it. Um, they uh, they are people that are used to teaching the game of football. And I think that's why we're seeing a rookie class coming along. But I think that's also just more how Pete normally runs a team. Like, you know, Sherm kind of trashed him for that whole rah-rah talk doesn't work with guys that have been here for a long time. That rah-rah talk, like that college teaching, learning mentality, it works with people who buy in. This team is bought in and the entire coaching staff really looks like they're on the same page. And so what we saw was the Arizona had a good opening drive. The defense immediately made an adjustment, didn't have to wait and reevaluate. That thing we got frustrated with, with uh, Ken Norton's defenses where, you know, we, we joke that uh, he'd have to wait until halftime where Pete could slip him a note telling him what to change. No, no, this was a defensive staff that, you could tell they went back to the sidelines. They had a conversation. Uh, position coaches went out and talked to their dudes and they made the adjustment right then and there and said, we're not going to get beat the same way again. Like we didn't get out coached. We out coached them. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. Jason Myers, five for five extra points and field goals. Uh, it's an odd number or it's an even numbered year. So of course he's great. Uh, no questions about that. Two punts inside the 20 for Dixon. He's looking real good. Uh, no complaints there. And the big special teams contribution, I'm going to spotlight today, Derek Young. Uh, oh, that was Young, nice. An, another rookie made a really nice tackle. Uh, very, very pleased with uh, how the special teams look. I mean, Dallas and Homer are always out there just killing it. And Tanner Muse has been crushed at all season, too. That's a guy uh, to keep your eye on in those special teams play. He kind of takes that um, like up back role on the uh, punt the punt team. And uh, looks really, he looks like a real solid special all around special teamer. Oh, Always a Dariq Young, real quick. It wasn't the yeah. tackle I was thinking of. Dariq Young is the guy who slid in and volleyballed that punt so it didn't cross the goal line. Oh, that yeah, was yeah, another yeah. really heads up play oh, from good him. Call. Dude, good call. He, yeah, I forgot about that. I forgot he, about I the tackle. <laughs> yeah, he had a good tackle too. He he just is a good special teams player. Like he's just a good special. It, you know, we we find that, um, find that. Every once in a while, you seem like seems like the Seahawks. Seahawks well, are going to find faster than the draft. Eric, he's a football playing Jesse. He's a- oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's just for you. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, as well, opposed to the pairs of dancing bears that we have on offensive tackle. While our game was going on last week, the team we play this week was playing our one of our primary rivals, the Los Angeles Rams. They won the game with a Cade Otten. UW fans rejoice. Cade Otten touchdown. To beat the Rams. The real winners uh, were the people who didn't watch this game. To go to four and five? I don't... Dude, the, the thing that sucks is, like, if you were... Let's say you're a neutral fan. You didn't have, like, just a party like we did uh, to to go ahead and... Uh, you you know, it's fun to watch our team right now. <laughs> this is the most... This season is the most fun. It's... I thought that season would be fun if we were, like, 500-ish competitive and beat the Broncos in week one. Like, that was, like, literally my list of goals. We're far... <laughs> we are much better... We are much better than that, even. So, yeah, it's 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 a blast to, to watch CSC. But imagine if you're a neutral fan and this is, you're just watching Red Zone. There's only two games 
And it's like this game, which is mildly entertaining. And then that just dirty diaper that those two teams are putting on the field (laughs) between the Rams and Tampa Bay, just (laughs) ugly, ugly, ugly stuff. Now, here's the thing this week, we're going to Germany. Got to wake up at 6.30 a.m. to watch the game. Are you, are you, so you guys do, there's two strategies here. You, uh, you tape the first half hour and fast forward the commercials. You wake up at like a seven ish, like, like a normal person, or you psychotically get up before seven to watch football. I'm going to be in the second group, the psychotically getting up. I'm kind of used to it. I wake up to watch English soccer at five and six all the time. So, so I'm used to it. This is normal for me. This is cool. This is cool. I get to watch my favorite team right away in the morning. And then I can just guilt free watch red zone the rest of the day. That'll be a blast. Are you guys getting up earlier? You're going to, you're going to do a little tape and fast forward. Tape and fast forward for me. Yeah, I knew uh, it. I knew you would, Eric. I knew you would. I knew, you know me. I'll either yeah. be getting up early or I'll just catch it where it's at and know I will rewatch it anyway. Oh, you're gonna do the do the, the, the rewatch. Okay, I like it. So Kevin's just gonna come into live so he can not do it live. Hey, hey, yeah. when are they traveling? Uh, have they have they left yet? They leave. Uh, I think they did. I think they did. I'll feel better if they already left. I don't know. Why I that's think the they. Thing. I think they either left. I'm trying to look it up right now. I can't. They left today or they, they left today or yeah, I think they left today. I I don't know. I, that is a great question, Eric. You should. Yeah. Let me know. Do the research. I got it. I got it. I got the rest of the, uh, I got the rest of the night. Perfect. But, uh, but either way, yeah, they, they do this, um, this kind of stuff all the time where they, uh, they travel and then you get the bye week after. But the cool thing about this for us is we're going to Germany. Um, and from what I can gather, I've talked to some Germans, okay, did a little research when, and this was said in the discord by someone too, someone in the discord backed this up. I think it was German Seahawks love. I don't know. There's a, there's a, there's a couple Germans in the discord as well. Um, but when, when the Seahawks, when Germany first got like real good access to the NFL, the, um, they, they, uh, they Seahawks, it was the Seahawks 2012. So like we were like the team. So that that's kind of um, it's kind of why the Germany Seahawks is like the number one team in Germany. It's the most popular team in Germany. Many people expect this to be a strongly Seahawks crowd, which should help because you know we're gonna play against a team that has a ton of injuries, but does have the experience to to beat you on any week, right? Tampa Bay is kind of a mess right now, but on a week to week basis, they can put it all together. And so, yeah, I'm excited to see this game. I don't know why Tampa Bay is favored. I was going to ask that question. This, they, this, they opened this at three and a should, half. I don't know if that's changed in, at it's all. Two, it is now two and a half. Yeah. I really think I really think this should be a pick. I don't. I don't. Uh, wait. I mean, I would bet this, Seahawks anything under minus three. They are treating it like a home game. Most betting markets and like things I look at are treating it like it's a real home game for the Buccaneers. This, when you should be treating this like neutral field. Is it because they it, might be playing in the cream sickles? <laughs> yeah, my help. My they brought help. the pirate ship with them. That's another thing is that a lot of people, and rightfully so, would say that the Seahawks have not played a very difficult schedule so far. Every team I think we've played has a losing record, except the Giants, who are not good, and uh the 49ers are four and four, right? So so every team we played is we played a pretty medium schedule and we lost to some teams that I think most people would say are not good anymore. Like we lost to New Orleans, we lost to the Falcons. I'm saying that that what I'm saying is that it takes time for that stuff to wear off for people. These last four wins aren't aren't going to totally wash away the the two and three start. That me we had a mediocre start to the season. Yeah, we I got think. some stank on us. 
Yeah, yeah. That, it, you can't you can't just erase the fact that like we were up and down to start the season. We were all over the place. We gave up forty five points to the Detroit Lions. You can't you can't just like ignore that. That's different still a team, thing. Maybe it feels like a different team, and it does feel like that it, we've got new players, but it still happened. <laughs> It's, yeah, still, it it's still a th- it's still a thing that happened. Well, the Buccaneers have played a pretty tough schedule. They played Kansas City. They they played uh they played at the Dallas in Week One and won. That was Dallas before uh, Dak got hurt, right? So and they put they've played the Ravens. They've played a Rams team that I think for some reason people still respect. <laughs> Sorry. So yeah, uh, I I forgot one of my notes here. Do you guys want to do go back in a time machine to when I was talking about, we we're talking about when we beat them with one play. Cause I had a thing. Alright, Here we go. So it's time for everyone's favorite segment. Remember I just, I just mentioned per, like, like a real professional. I we're just mentioned back in time. I was just, yeah, I just, I just mentioned that, that uh, Pete Carroll and Shane Waldron just beat the other team with, uh, with one play, but you know, Broncos fans, they, they don't think that, uh, that, Pete Carroll and uh, Shane Waldron. They, they don't think that they can do stuff like that. Yeah, this this uh, this Broncos salty Broncos fan comment comes from uh, a guy I know in real life, uh, Z Beg Z Beg on uh, on Reddit. Zame, if you're listening, uh, I'm just mad. I, I, I love you, Reddit. You're you're a good person. This is just for fun. Uh, he said same thing he did in Seattle. He's engaged. He's talking about Russ. He's engaged with his receivers and he trains like a crazy person. He's got that psychopathic drive that the great ones have i'm so excited to see him finally unshackled and free from pete carroll's offense from the 1980s russ is gonna cook anyway uh yeah the, we're bringing our two, our fully modern 2022 geno smith offense thank god uh to to germany now let and we're gonna pete play cook yeah let 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 geno smith we unshackled dude. pete from russ and now <laughs> pete is able to cook it's it's become it's coming to a point now where it is really hard for me to not think that Pete Carroll built an offense that made Russell Wilson successful and Russ was just unable to accept that that was what he could do. He was like I can do more and Pete was like dude but you can't. <laughs> and Russ is like Russ is like no, I got this. And Pete's like but you really don't. <laughs> you don't got this. You won't throw over the middle. Like you you can't do it. It's okay. Just like social media we are protecting him from him. And yet here we are. <laughs> it's, it's tough. It's tough. I mean, Russ is good. He does certain things really well, but he can't run as like he used to be used to. And he's really, you know, moonshots are inconsistent. It's just, that's just the way they are. So yeah, whatever. Anyway, back to our team, Tampa Bay, Seattle. Uh, what do you see? Tampa what do you see Bay. happening here, boys? Kevin, what do you see happening in this game? Uh, I think that, the big question is, can our pass rush work uh, when we're going to be required to get most of our pressure up the middle? They've got a pair of tackles that are still pretty good. Tristan Wirfs is playing well. Donovan Smith is a good player. The inside of their offensive line is uh, like duct tape, band-aids, and replacement level NFL players. And so if interior pass rush uh, can create some problems, which we've been doing a lot of stunts that will send our edges uh, through those gaps in the middle too, uh, we could really cause a lot of problems for Tom Brady because his receivers aren't getting open that quickly. And we've been able to blanket people pretty well. I think Tariq Woolen matches up pretty well against their outside receivers. I 
tend to think that our defense matches up pretty well against them overall. They can't run the ball. They don't know how to run the ball. They seem to have forgotten that running the ball is a thing that you want to be able to do successfully. And they seem to think that just running Lenny Fournette into the line, into like the back of his guard is great. So two things about that. One, I listened to Clint Hurts uh, presser a little bit today, and he said, we got to stop the run. And the reporter, I don't know who it was. I can't remember. He came straight back with like, they don't even run the ball. Why do you have to care about the run? And I was like, that's so funny because they don't. They really don't. What did Leonard Fournette have last week? Like five carries or something stupid like that. He just, they don't, they don't run the ball anymore. They've just completely given up. Russell or Tom Brady threw almost 60 passes last week. And those sixty passes led to what? What was it? Like it's uh, it was nothing. He had nine rush attempts for nineteen yards. By the way, last week five receptions for forty one. They do throw it to the running back because of that, though. A lot of there's a lot of Buccaneers beat writer buzz. They scored sixteen points. If you would have told me, by Ken the way, Walker, that- Ken Walker has ten less carries than Lenny Fournette. Ken Walker wasn't starting until four weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Brady threw 58 times last week. They scored 16 points, and he had 280 yards. That's insane. Um, But there's a lot of buzz in Tampa Bay this week that Rashad White's going to start taking a bigger piece of the pie, that his ability as a pass catcher and the fact that they're not running the ball anyway and Leonard Fournette's not doing anything when he does run the ball has led to some buzz that Rashad White's going to get more and more and more involved. Um, I don't know if that matters to the Seahawks or not. I don't feel like it does. Uh, I, I I like Rashad White. I like the talent. I thought he he's a good he's a really good athlete and an interesting pass, especially pass catch as a pass catching running back. He definitely fits that like could be the next James White prototype. Uh, that that um that a guy like Tom Brady can really abuse. I don't think that passing to running backs a million times is what kills the Seahawks anymore though. We've 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 figured that out a little bit, right? So can our offense handle their defense because that's the strength of their team right their defense their defense is playing good what are they what is their dvoa defense right now kevin did you look that up uh their defensive dvoa they are number six against the pass and number 13 against the run yeah that's pretty good it's pretty solid so overall it's going to be like what seventh yeah that's really good yeah it's a good defense so can the seahawks um offense get off the defense we're seventh in offense 12th in defense uh, we are now fifth in DVOA. That's crazy. We're ahead of Kansas City. This is like insane to me. I just like it's going better than I could have ever possibly imagined. Um, it's just, yeah. just, just absolutely. Yeah, it's we fun, thought, that, we it's thought they were going to be. We thought they were going to be the uh, the good frisky. bad team. I thought they and were going to be. Frisky. They're just good. <laughs> I thought we were going to be frisky and play an easy schedule, so like we'll get to seven wins because our schedule is not very hard. It's it's not very hard. It wasn't very hard up to this point, and it's. N- not very hard after this either. We have a pretty, we have a pretty awesome schedule in terms of like overachieving, and yeah, this is great. And you know what makes it really great? Uh, the Broncos suck, so we still have like a top chance at a top ten. Pick. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I was talking about that with someone at work today. I was like, yeah, that's the best part. We're yeah, we're not, okay. we're not gonna, we're not gonna get. You'd think like, oh hey, we're gonna get shut out from having a top fifteen pick. No, probably not. Actually, we got a good <laughs> shot at getting that top fifteen pick. So okay, uh, scores, scores. Here we go. Uh, let's do, I'm going to go first. Tampa Bay, 17 Seahawks, 31 Eric. This Um, is what I'm getting. I'm getting too confident. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm getting way too confident. This is one of my toss up games. I don't think it's a surefire win. I certainly don't think it's a loss. I think it's a toss up because, uh, Tom Brady is still a quarterback. (laughs) He's still in the NFL. 
uh, they played a really ugly game and beat the Rams last week. Maybe that gives them confidence and they clean it up a little and come into this game and make it close. And they earn that three-point spread win. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say Seahawks. Seahawks 20. Seahawks 20, Tampa Bay 17. I think that's fair. Eric, Eric, that's I love it. Kevin, did you give a score yet? Uh, no, I think it's going to be a close game. I'm more along the lines of Eric. I think the defenses are going to be... I think it's going to be a, a bit of a defensive battle. But in the second half, the fact that Seattle can actually salt the game away is going to be a big factor. I'm going to go 24-18 Seattle. You guys think closer game than me. I, I just... You're a homer, Nathan. You're a homer. I think, the, I think the real chance we run away at this game. Tampa Bay has not looked good the last couple weeks. I think like, Seattle wins big is has a much bigger slice of the pie than who, Tampa Bay wins big. Who's going to win the NFC South? Carolina. No one's not coming. Like, like is, week, is week 18 Falcon, Falcons uh, at home against Buccaneers, is that like a division game that whoever wins is in the playoffs. That's it's, so gross. It's likely. It's likely. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So that's going to be your Sunday night football game. Probably it's just Tampa, Tampa Bay coming in at, at eight, eight and eight. And the Falcons are nine and seven. And the <laughs> and winner goes to the playoffs. Loser. goes. Oh, yeah. Oh wait, no, the Falcons, uh, Tampa Bay will be seven and nine. yeah, seven and nine. <laughs> and the Falcons will be eight and eight. And yeah, winner go, winner goes. Losers, losers. I like how the stupid schedule numbers throw you off still. <laughs> oh, it's so hard. It's so hard for me to figure it out. Um, plus, I know the Falcons already lost once to the Bucks, so I know that I have to have to deal with that. Um, but yeah, all right. Well, if uh, if you hate Tom Brady, what you should do is go head over to patreon.com slash Seahawks. <laughs> and for as little as talk 24 months, join the Discord where you can join some other notable Tom Brady haters like SRBB and all the guys who hate Tom Brady so much. I think Tom Brady's funny. I don't care. Like, do what I prefer if he never won another football game? Yes, absolutely. I'm I'm on that train. But I, I don't know. I think he's going to be really fun as an announcer. So, But you can make fun of him as much as you want. I approve. So to, if you want to join us in the Discord or just hear our picks podcast, uh, head over to patreon.com slash jacksness for his little dog 24 months. Get access to all that stuff. Thanks to our big supporters, Emmanuel, Andy, Brett, Cooper, Dude Off of the Tucci, Evan, Flocktimus, Kevin, Greta, James, Joe, Joshua, Lucas, Rad Dad, Nikki C, Ryan, Timothy, Tom, Astro, Blake, Bob, Casey, David, Foles, Jay, Michelle, Mike, Mike, Richard, Thomas, Werewolf, Brandon, Nick, and everyone who supports the show. Thank you so much. We are back up to 69 plus. Uh, 69 plus, which is all I care about. Thank you, boys, nice. for checking your checking your credit card information. I appreciate it. All right. It's my hey, birthday. I don't care how good Tom Eric, Brady is. It's not going to be as good as the Manning cast. Happy birthday, Nathan. The Manning cast is fantastic. It I would is. love to see Tom, Tom Brady in a situation like that, to be honest with you. If Peyton Manning gets his and, wish and becomes and an who? NFL owner or whatever. Peyton or Tom Brady and Eli Manning, like Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning has taken a, a president of football operations job, right? And then he, uh, he takes that president of football operations job. And now it's, it's Tom Brady replacing Peyton Manning on the Manning cast with Eli. But Ugh. I think it's, I think his contract, I think Tom Brady's contracts with Fox. They would just argue about the Super Bowls that Eli won. Hey, by the way, Seahawks depart tomorrow night for those okay, still waiting perfect. for that. So they want to perfect. follow the London path. All right. So what we're going to do is we're going to go, we're going to do a, a, so I get to take over a movie club this week and I want to do something absolutely stupid. So what I want to do is we're going to go over, 
we're going to go over <laughs> the mascots in the NFL. 27 teams currently have at least one mascot. Some have multiple. We'll talk about this in a second. The Seahawks have three. Uh, and, and so what we're going to do is we're going to rank, we're going to tier list them off, uh, tier list for mascots, say what our favorite mascots are, uh, really, really bad. So we're going to start off, we're going to start with Baltimore. Baltimore is the first alphabetical team. Uh, five teams don't have mascots. Those those are all S tier choices because mascots in general uh, are not great. I only have one mascot in my personal S tier. So we'll see if you guys can uh, can join me. I only have one, but we maybe, maybe we'll get a couple extra in there because you guys will convince me. So let's start off. Baltimore Ravens, Poe. Now, here's the thing about Poe, guys. Okay, is Poe has two brothers, Edgar and Allen. They were retired a few years ago, but in the preseason this year, Poe tore his ACL, and they brought Edgar and Allen out of retirement oh, to replace him. Gosh. This is not a bit. We're, by the what way. were this these? Is, a, is this like a? Uh, a they're all. I don't know if this makes it better Poe. or worse. So, so here's the thing. He's actually Edgar, named after Cameron Poe from uh, uh, <laughs> So here's the thing. They gave all of the the three mascots like distinct personalities. So Edgar is like big, and he's supposed to be like a like a running back. And then uh, he he's like supposed to be like a like, Edgar is like the leader was, was the leader. And then Allen was like a short, thin guy that was supposed to be like a wide receiver. And then Poe was the like the baby and he was supposed to he's a he was fat like post thick okay and now also it says one of poe's character traits says poe routinely joins tailgate parties in his never-ending search for the perfect cheeseburger so anyway it, it actually <laughs> in, two, <laughs> in my book in 2008 they retired edgar oh, and allen boy. but like i said poe had a season ending injury they brought edgar and allen out of retirement this season we're gonna only rank poe because they're going to get rid of Edgar. They've already said they're going to get rid of Edgar and Allen at the end of the season. It'll be Poe again. So Poe is the real Ravens mascot. He's just mm. he's on IR. Okay, Poe's on IR, but we're gonna we're we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and, and rank Poe. So what do we rank Poe? The Raven. He's chubby. He's searching for the perfect cheeseburger. I say he's a solid B. What do you guys think? Yeah, B. I I don't hate him. He's a little weird. There was a commercial like ten it's, years ago where he was petting his beak. His beak is too long. Yeah, he is the highest I'm going. So, uh, C. <laughs> no, no, you got to go higher. There's one. There's, <laughs> there's one specific one you got to go higher for. Okay. All right. I, I what I have to do is I have to adjust the scale. So I just have to know in my head S equals like C tier. So I, okay. I'm fine with B. Yeah. All right. Next up, we got Buffalo Bills. Billy Buffalo. Uh, he's a blue American bu- Buffalo. He was made their mascot in 2000. He wears the number B B. Uh, he did a read. They did a redesign in 2018 it, uh, to make him look more kid friendly. This guy looks like a crappy, uh, like Chuck E. Cheese knockoff mascot. Now he's he's, he's lame. Abs- Babe the blue ox. Also, B is he's, not a number. He's absolutely terrible. This is like one of the worst in the league. Would you guys agree with that? Okay, I, I googled this F. guy. I I'm Billy Buff. I'm going F two. Yeah. Yeah, Billy Buffalo sucks. Like, I already am predisposed to not liking the Bills, and this guy is not doing anything to help that. If like, they put him through tables, I would like it more. Oh, yeah, that that is like what they should be doing, Billy Buffalo. Well, Billy Buffalo guys, is good, absolute Good trash. news when this guy is out of the suit. You know that's what he's doing because he lives in Buffalo. All right, next up we got Houday, the Bengals mascot. Uh, Houday is uh, – I think actually a really solid mascot. It's just a like a basic tiger. There's nothing uh, wrong with it. He doesn't have like a fun backstory like Poe, 
that kind of keeps him from from rising above the B tier for me. But it's just a just a real solid like it looks like a Bengal tiger. Like I there's like nothing how wrong he, with it. Uh, tweets out on uh, National Cat Day and he spells day D E Y. Yeah, I mean who day is who day is fine. They're, the good name, good solid name because you know they they like they like saying who day in Cincinnati. See. I, I was I was at I was at B Eric, so you can decide is is Huday going into B or C? Poe's got that good backstory, so I need to put Huday under that. I think okay, he's I, so boring. I have him at a D, so C it is. Ooh, I guess C it, C it is. Yeah, let's get Huday down at C. Does he, All right. does he battle Hudat, the the angel mascot from the Saints? I'm just kidding. That doesn't exist. Go on. What's the next one? Uh, next one we get Cleveland Browns have three mascots. We're gonna start off with and I mentioned them. All no the Super Bowls. But we're gonna mascots. start. We're gonna start off with Chomps. Chomps is the is the anthropomorphic dog that they have. Where's number zero zero? He is a Labrador. Uh, uh, look at the pictures. This dude's a mutt. He is not a Labrador. That's, that's, that's not what that's not what the official copy says, Eric. Yeah, well, well, they need. To, I don't think he's ASPCA certified. Yeah. Get get hey, a, get it get the papers. I want to see the papers. Uh, Cleveland Magazine says get that the, the Chomps is the a, there gives us three reasons <laughs> Chomps is a very good doggo. You know, he has youthful exuberance. Oh my He's God. a part of his backstory is that he was brought in from the pound because the dog pound, Eric. All right. Oh, where do we, I get it. Where do we where do we put Chomps? F. He's supposed to be. A- <laughs> here's, here's the thing. We got Swagger Junior and Brownie the Elf in here Chomps? too. Chomps was a D for me. I, I I will say this. He I will talk about the other two in a second. But I, Chomps Chomps like the, the the teeth look so weird. So just looking at Chomps, I was like D. The more you talked about him, the more I was like F this mascot. Look so at, I had to look move at him his, down. Look at his mouth, dude. The way I, they like. I don't want to judge his... him, but I'm pretty sure that McGruff the crime dog has busted this. I'm dude pretty sure he's wearing a mouthpiece. Is what that is. If 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 we're I in a shared where... universe with with cartoon, I think dogs... that I think that the mouth is where the guy sees out of. Like, because it's like, look at the <laughs> look at the way it looks, dude. Look at the way it looks. I'm pretty sure that's like see through white material. And this then they is put terrible. That... I'm gonna it's put him weird. above Billy Buffalo because he made us laugh. So we'll, I'll put him in a D. Y'all are All right. kind. Uh, okay, Swagger Junior. It's a B. real. It's just a dog. It's, it's a re- just a it's dog. A real, it's a real dog. So a. Yeah. I think. Go. Okay. Good. That, I'm good. I think. Here's the thing. Swagger was great. Swagger. He Did died he come from a pound too? Swagger had cancer, dude. Swagger Aww. was a cool dog though. And then they brought this... Swagger Junior in. Swagger Junior is. You know, okay. People call him SJ. He's the. He's the. He's taken over the throne. He's a real dog. Real dogs are cool. I have respect for Swagger Junior. Swagger Junior is an A. If you yeah. look at all these pictures, Swagger looks really chill. Looks yeah, like Swagger looks, looks, looks just like a good dog yeah, who wants to they, like rest his face on your shoe in a really weird way that seems uncomfortable, but he's cool with it because he's a dog. They put him. Swagger, both Swagger and Swagger Jr. They did this thing where they put like a little piece of turf in the stadium somewhere and you, you can come take a picture of Swagger Jr. And he's just hanging out, man. He's just a good boy. He's the guy nothing, who deserves Chomp's, Chomp's backstory. Chomp's didn't earn that. Give it to Swagger, <laughs> to Swaggy yeah. J. SJ Swagger Jr. That's our dude. Okay, uh, how about Brownie the Elf? Guys, I got to step in here first. Okay, I'm putting this is. This <laughs> I thought is you my, might have a strong opinion about this. This one. is my S tier mascot. Oh no! Look at oh, him! Dear. Look at how ridiculous it is. He's ridiculous. He's uh, he's oddly shaped. He's an elf in Cleveland. Are you kidding me? This is S tier. Okay. Uh, so, you guys, you guys, knock him down to a C. Ruin my day. Okay. 
if you can't, if you're a person that doesn't like swearing, turn the podcast off or skip ahead 30 seconds. Art Modell told newspaper reporters at the time, my first official act as owner of the Browns will be to get rid of that little fucker. Oh, see, another reason you got to put me yes here. Art Modell's a terrible person. Oh, that's so awesome, dude. He's a- his first act was to get rid of him. Oh, it's so great. I give him, I'm, I actually think it's not, not horrible though. I would say C like it's, it's in the middle for me. I, I think it's kind of fun. It's really weird, which I like. Um, do you know how he got, he got brought in though? Well, he's been, he's been a long time mascot, like back in the 40s. 19, in 1929, the Atlas beverage company in Detroit began producing a brownie caramel cream root beer whose bottles were adorned with an elf. The company soon put a sign advertising the soda on the side of a building in downtown Massillon, Ohio. And that's how Brownie the Elf was born. There you go. That makes it sense. Was like, it was a root. It was just a root beer ad. It was like a cross promotion. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't have. So to he's say a commercial it. man. I don't have D. Oh, right. what? Drink, drink, Bounty root beer. I'm. A, we're we're going to put him in C. He's somewhere in the uh, C or B. I think put uh, him up I, to B. Come on, my S should count for something. All right, that's fine. Brown. Yep, I, I agree. Brownie the Elf. B. Freddie Falcon up there. I'm putting the all right, Dem- Dem- on that shit. Denver, Denver, Broncos, Denver Broncos have two mascots. They've got Miles. Okay, Miles is the one that is like the anthropomorphic horse with the terrifying head. Yes, I do so not like the Chargers old mascot. He um, looks like a demon. Uh, okay, so Miles was preceded by Huddles, which was the horse on the hind legs with his big with a big helmet. They basically took the helmet Aww. off. Um, they they have a second mascot that's like unnamed that just stands behind Miles. Miles is the one that looks like he's mad with the red eyes. Then there's like a blue-eyed one that like hangs out that doesn't have a name. I don't really understand what that's all about, but it definitely makes it worse. Yeah. Uh, hey guys, it seems like it's a mascot team in Denver that doesn't know its identity. It's super <laughs> creepy. Uh, I'm gonna Miles, go. I'm gonna go D. F. That's a. Uh, it, I was he looks just so go, angry. Mascots are for kids, and he looks like yeah. just awful. That's why they, he's not a he's the meth horse. He's Denver's meth horse. Yeah, it's that's true. D, D or F, Eric? I'm sticking in F. F. Fail. Right, Get my, out of here. Miles is in D. How about Thunder Two? Thunder Two is the real horse. It's just a horse. Hey, <laughs> I'm gonna go B. I, I don't think it's as good as Swagger Junior, but it's a it's a it's a cool looking horse. It's in a it's an Arabian uh, horse. It's nice looking horse. They dress it up real cool. They have like a lady and like like a cowgirl ride it, and her name's Ann Judge, I guess. Rides it a lot. I think that this is something in Denver. Just does horse stuff. I'm good with it. If you're like a long time, like a 30 year fan of the Denver Broncos, we're on Thunder Thunder Three now. Thunder Three came out. Oh, Oh, all right, P Thunder Two. No, if you're like a a fan of the Broncos for like 30 years, when that horse comes out, you're into it. You're Thunder Two's Thunder Two's not dead. Thunder Two is uh still makes appearances he's just retired from being at the game well then i, that, I don't want to put seven thunders in this so let's just okay so let's do thund- thunder two and b i'm good with it okay the houston <laughs> houston texas can i <laughs> oh, i want I, I, I gotta call on this but i'm gonna let you say your piece. go ahead eric nope go ahead lead us, lead us on. this is no. this is very <laughs> telling this is very telling of what we think of the football mascots Hey Toro, oh, join your friend Billy in the F tier. <laughs> Toro, Toro, did you know Toro was named the 2021 NFL mascot of the year? Wow! Man, it was voted I can't on. Think of something I care about less. How many sick kids did he <laughs> have know, during that? Do you know how they figure that out? All the mascots get together and they do a mascot summit. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, the, uh, I assume they closed the doors and. Okay, so here's the thing. It looks like he walks straight out of McDonald's ad. According to according to Toro's uh, bio bio in his Instagram and uh, Twitter, he is the CEO of pranks, and that is basically all of his media is stuff is is Toro planning pranks. Uh, He likes to like set up pranks for people. So he's the Ashton Kutcher of mascots. Keeping him in the F tier for me. He's also very ugly. I'm gonna. Yeah, throw he's that got out a there giant too. head. His, I his mean, all mascots have a his giant fur, head. But... His fur is too dark. Like it, it makes it like I don't know. It matches the color of the jersey. Like the jersey is really dark, and then the face is like a. Di- it's not doesn't match the jersey. Is what I'm trying to say. It doesn't. And also, you know, he likes the Astros. So F. <laughs> oh yeah, F easy. Yeah. That's, that's uh, all right. All right. A uh, blue. The Colts mascot. Okay. So blue. The That's Col- the Col- horrifying. It's 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 more pleasant than uh than Miles, though. Mm-hmm. It looks like <laughs> Is he? it looks like if someone was having a really bad acid trip and was being accosted by gritty and a horse at the same time and couldn't distinguish the two apart. This is not good. I feel like Billy, uh, I'm sorry, Miles from Denver, uh, I obviously has a problem with addiction. Blue has beat the problem with addiction, and now he just like, you know, has a lot of Mountain Dew, and that's why he's so heavy. Yeah, I'm putting, say, uh, too, too happy though. It's I'm like putting that in the D tier. D. Yeah, blue, blue is D for me. F. <laughs> that's <Okay>. horrifying. Was <laughs> pretty bad though. He looks way too happy. All right, Jacksonville Jaguars, Jackson Deville. All I, right. Ja- Jackson Deville of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Eric, what do you think? Uh, I, I'm zero for one on this, but have you guys seen this guy's mascot game? It's the only is, thing worth watching. Jackson, the Jaguars. He does really Jackson, well. I'm putting Jackson this guy Bill, in S tier. Jackson Deville is my only S tier mascot, there guys. This, this guy brings it. Jackson Deville is so funny. He has okay squash levels of energy. He his Wikipedia him. article. His Wikipedia article has seven paragraphs of controversies. Oh wow! Wow! <laughs> Didn't they get in a fight with the uh, Panthers mascot during the 2014 Ebola crisis? He carried a sign reading "Towels carry Ebola" along with a terrible towel. I think we're done. S tier. We we got a uh, long list to go through. Okay, uh, Jackson Deville rules. Okay, uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Casey Wolf. Casey Wolf solid. C. He's like he's like uh, he is Jackson Deville at home. Like he's not <laughs> as good as Jackson Deville, but he's like right there. I was gonna say A. I think Casey Wolf's pretty solid. I like Casey Wolf. I he's think he's like, like default mascot. He looks kind of like the Calgary Flames mascot uh, without the tongue. I'd be willing to put him in a, in the B tier. If you want him A, right. if you want to push for A, go for it. Yeah, let's go for Casey Wolf in B. Warpaint, the racist one. I'm going to go F. <laughs> I've never seen this guy. i got to look him up. Oh, you got to look up Warpaint, the, the, the I mean, Chiefs it, mascot? It's, i got to tell you, it does not sound like it's very promising. Oh, yeah, this uh, is, come on. <laughs> well, he's a horse. He can't help it. Yeah, I know, but they but they used to, I mean, here's the thing. Warpaint, if you look at it now, it's just a lady riding a horse, like a, like thing but it hasn't always been that no nope. 
<laughs> so let's just say that. Okay, the Las Vegas Raiders, the Raider Rusher. <laughs> Have you seen yes. the Raider Rusher, Eric? Yeah. What do you think about the Raider Rusher, dude? I mean, he's he's right up there with Pittsburgh's mascot. <laughs> where's his torso? Down there. <laughs> where's, I, where's his torso, he dude? Looks like, he looks like a, uh, like a cereal mascot. Like he's gonna steal. You're you know, he, like he wants like he, he looks like in Raiders cereal. You're saying he looks like he wants honeycomb. Yeah, like yes. like he's after like Patrick Mahomes honeycomb. It's weird because they give him like the lower half of a human face, but then nothing else human. So there's an NFL themed an, there's an NFL themed animated TV series on Nickelodeon called NFL Rushstone Guardians of the Core, and this is no. The, this, and this is one of the characters <laughs> on the show. No. No. Uh, Dude, no. I seriously was, as I was researching this stuff, I was just dying. I was like, no. I cannot wait. I cannot wait to talk about this with Eric again. All right, fine. C tier. Kevin won't allow him to A. Oh, you put him in D? All right. I'm put, I put him in D because F- Kevin said Kevin, Kevin. I like when looking at pictures of him. The freaking Chargers mascot where, came up. Why can't where, that guy do that? Oh my gosh. The Chargers mascot is horrible. He's, He's horrifying. <laughs> he looks, what is wrong with his face? He looks like he looks like a meme. Okay. Uh, the Miami <laughs> the Miami Dolphins mascot T D. Why does it have just... a dorsal fin in the middle of its jersey? Oh, you gotta put it somewhere, do- Kevin. Because it's, it's a dolphin. What do you mean? That, no, this is not good. Here's the thing. You have to have a dorsal fin. I, I, excuse me. Are you really critiquing the anatomically correctness of a mascot? Don't even. I'm with Kevin well, on this because this guy, you got to put a human in this thing, right? Well, his flippers are like wings. So he's more yeah. like a pterodactyl than he is a dolphin. That's a very, that's a very true fact. They really tried to make it. You know, the thing I, I both like and don't like about this mascot is they really tried to make it look like a dolphin. And it's like, <laughs> it, it has not worked out Reasons the way they to play TD because you want to look like a dolphin. This is and why it, you eat tuna. So you can the, capture the, this dude in a net. You know, I'll put him in D tier. Because I, think I had him in, I had him in C actually, because I don't think it's like horrible. I'm going to put it's him not, a little higher because they don't have a real dolphin in a small tank of water anymore. So that's, uh, I put yeah, them above well, F tier because they're not actually abusing a real animal. They're just abusing my eyes. Yeah, I, well, I actually you know think what? I'll put it into that, Kevin. What do you, what do you, where are you going, Eric? I'll, I'll put them in C. Okay. C so you said, you said C, but I think we should knock them down to D because do you know what TD stands for? Not touchdown. <sighs> no, no, it stands for the, the dolphin. No, that's down to tier. That's down to tier. Definitely. Just, how do we not put him up for a B for that? That's. <laughs> The, the dolphin, dolphin? Lord. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm seriously gonna have like a heart attack during this segment. Sorry, Pat. Uh, Pat we're, Pat. we're changing to a mascot podcast. Bad news, everyone. Pat, Pat Patriot. Oh, I hate this guy. Uh, Pat Patriot. Um, okay, so Pat Patriot started off as a logo. Uh, he's like that. Guy, he's like that guy taking a. Logo. He got that guy taking a dump on the Patriots helmet, but yeah. not a, not a hor- not a horrible not a horrible thing. But then they. They developed him into a real mascot, and he was debuted at the 1995 Pro Bowl as a team NFL hero, which was like a promotion they did. It was 95 <clears throat> because they saw Toy Story, and they're like, "Hey, we could use Buzz Lightyear's they, face." They started him off as <laughs> 20 they times called it too big. They called him Revere at first. That's fine. Uh, so then I, they I were don't know. sued by the Paul Revere estate. Set. He's super average. I I think this is 
it's not horrifying looking in any way, but it's also not interesting. The hat is bad. It's a C or a D for me. What, what like, do you guys? It right? has to be ahead of the Raider Rusher because it doesn't scare the <laughs> shit out of me. <laughs> he has a, he has a whole body, unlike the Raider Rusher who is missing his entire torso. So that's that's where that is. <laughs> you go with Pat Patriot and C. Yeah, Eric. Yeah, I'm fine. All right. Well, how do you feel about Steely McBeam? Oh, you, you already know. Yeah. Kevin, do you want to go into Steely melt Steely McBeams? <laughs> he's so he's very, he's here's, very happy. Here's my question: What color is Steely McBeam? Uh, John Jaundice. Matt yeah, she's yellow. It's not yellow ochre. It's uh, more like jaundice, like you said. Um, Here's the thing. It's Pittsburgh steel industry. You're right near DuPont. This seems like an accurate color for someone who ends up living in that area. This is true. So they made, they made Steely McBeam. You can tell. They made Steely McBeam for the 75th anniversary of the, of the Pitt, Pittsburgh Steelers. They had 70,000 suggestions submitted. Um, so they Steely, obviously, because of Steelers. Um, and the Mick was for the Rooney family's irish roots and then beamed of course for the the beams that were pretty bad it's like but but the person who submitted it also said her husband's favorite alcoholic beverage was jim beam perfection that's part of why she did it the the story is s tier uh the mascot is a d so it's i don't because you guys chose to put the raider rusher in d It would be in C. No, no, so this is my choice this... is to move the Raider this... Rusher down to F. No, this or is a D. Then Raider Rusher's an F. The first time I saw the movie Event Horizon, I had trouble sleeping for a couple nights. <laughs> and I feel like Kevin <laughs> is this is the Raider Rusher with Kevin. This, the thing is that's great about this is it's going on way too long too, which I which is making it even better. Yeah. Um hey, what do you think about what do you think about the Tennessee Titans? Oh, do I know this guy? I gotta look this guy up. T Rack. T Rack. When you see it, Kevin, no. oh, Kevin hates it already. I can't wait. <laughs> he's a raccoon. Oh, is he? He debuted during their inaugural he's a, season. He's a lynx. That dude's a lynx. There's no way. Uh, did you know that T Rack won the most awesome mascot award presented by Cartoon Network? Well, did he was against the, the he was against the Phoenix Suns gorilla, which he should have just lost there. Yeah, the Philly the Philly fanatic and Bango from the Milwaukee Bucks. I uh, I get Bango being there, but get out of here with the other two. Uh, this this guy is Kevin. Do you have a do you no? Have a actually, I think T Rex fine. Like T Rex, like a bang average. He's right yes. there with Uday. He doesn't I, perfect. Look, yes. What what, what what raccoons look like this? Well, this is the problem I have. It's like I'm looking. You can look at a picture of a raccoon. It does not look like T Rex. T Rex looks like, and it's not team he, colors either. T Rex looks like um like like a uh. I don't know, some kind of brown feline animal got a hold of one of those robber masks from like a cartoon. Yeah. I kind of hate, I kind of hate T-Rex. I, I, I don't want to be too mean to T-Rex, but he sucks. So do I, you then? I kind of, I kind of had him in I, Yeah, I don't think he's worse than like Steely McBeam though. So he's that. I, yeah, I, well, I'm not he's saying he's C. worse than Steely McBeam. He's All right, we'll put, I'll put him in C. I'll be nice to him. But here, here's one that we can be mean to. Big Red of the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, he's the worst bird mascot, so that puts him pretty far down already. Yeah, no, that's not three already. He's not even the he's not even the best uh, mascot named Big Red. He's Let's not even the that. best bird mascot he's or the best, the best Cardinals mascot. He's not even he's the best Western. red bird mascot. He's no Fred Bird for the St. Louis Cardinals. Thank you very much. <laughs> he hatched on October fourth, nineteen ninety eight. Of course, he did. Um, I okay. <laughs> let me just say this: he's not horrible. I hate the way his arms look. I don't know what they were, what the thought is here to have him have like these weird 
like wrist. I don't even know what to call it's it. So he can sweaters. fly, Nathan. His red wrist wrist sweaters. So he can also, stay warm from the in wrong angle, his head looks like it's made out of like formed plastic. I think yeah, I mean, be. here's the thing: Big Red is fine though. He's a C. There's not there's nothing offensive about. It. He's that. I think he's better than T Rack. So just let's just let's get that out there. Um, all right, Freddie Falcon of the Atlanta Falcons. C. He's a bang average mascot. I feel like. Whoever did this like made it for a school play though. That's my problem with him. Why is he so? Why he's is he so, so janky? He's just he's. I like, like him because he looks like a muppet. He looks like he walked off the set of Fraggle Rock, and that's a plus that's in my ex- book. That's okay. exactly what I was trying to say. But I have a story that might move him up to B for you guys. You ready? Sure. Uh, watch the bizarre moment. Atlanta Falcon mascot Freddie Falcon tries to fight a kid during a pee wee game at halftime. Yeah, thirty-five to seventeen. Which he S- he straight up he straight up. He straight up killed this kid in the play. Let's start with that. He, <laughs> this kid, he he seriously goes two hands, throws him out of the three. Then he like walks over to him and pushes him down out of bounds. Definitely trying to get like a like a fifteen yard penalty. He is just going mental. Uh, yeah, I think like I don't want to mess with Freddie Falcon, so I'm gonna. I think we got to put him in A just so he doesn't come kill us. Okay, like, <laughs> I'm in. I I think Freddie Falcon. Uh, yeah, we got it. And I don't I think it's actually like a pretty decent mascot. Like it's not it's not bad. All right. Carolina Panthers. Sir Purr. Okay. Of note here, there's an entire Purr family. Yes. And uh they have done photo shoots together. Yeah, I they got like what they got. Know that. I, I uh, think Mini, he's Minnie Meow. Big Daddy Minnie, Purr, Uncle Bob. Yeah. Minnie Meow. There's like a whole bunch of them. Oh my gosh, so, there they are. He's the I think the cutest mascot there is. I feel like he, he has a great rivalry with Jackson Deville. Of course yeah. he does. They're they're like friends. You know why? He's he's in, well, he's inferior. Uh, he also inferior. has a lot of a lot of outfits. Like oh. he wear he wears a Santa Claus suit during uh, the holiday season. He has like an Uncle Sam outfit, Fred Flintstone costume for Halloween. He has like a stuff like that. And he's part of one of my favorite mascot moments, which is Dummy Robbie Anderson asking about Sir Purr. Calling, <laughs> he, first of all, he calls. He says, "What's that bear doing?" And then DJ Moore, <laughs> DJ Moore DJ Moore looks at him and he's like, "A bear? That's Sir Purr." And he's oh. like, he's a panther. <laughs> like, like it's a, we're the Panthers, dude. But Sir Purr's A. Yeah, he's yeah, solid. That's very he's, not Jackson, he's not Jacksonville. All right, Staley DeBear. He looks from the, drunk. From the Chicago. Oh. He, like, he looks hungover. He, well. well it makes sense, Kevin. He is, he is the he is the Bears mascot. But yeah, Staley's, Staley's eyes are bloodshot. That's what I was going to well, say. Well, here's the thing. It's That's a bear in the middle of winter. So, like, good job on accuracy there. Yeah, he's a little Woke scary, though. Like, he does look like he's going to eat a child. Yeah, he debuted in 2003. Uh, Staley is. I put him in a he's, B. He's fine. He's. He, I or think C. he's a little too. He's. He's a, a C for BC. me. Yeah, he's a okay. being average he's, mascot. He's a very average mascot for me too. Uh, Staley the bear. How about Rowdy the shik the D? This dude up, big D. <laughs> yeah, big D he's, for he's Rowdy. He's in full Steely McBeam zone. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you know. He's so he's so happy. He looks like he looks like he looks like he looks like Brownie the Elf wearing a cowboy hat, dude. Don't you dare! First of all, <laughs> no, that's that's pretty accurate. Second, uh, put him in D he's makes so, sense. Although he's so happy, he is the most likable cowboy. So does that bump him up a tier? Yeah, that's why he's not an F. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I think it's like of the mascots that look like people. I think he's better than Pat Patriot. I'm gonna throw that out there. 
Like, Fine. Which, which one do you think is better, this guy or Pat Patriot? I'm telling you, we could fix all this oh. if we just move Redirection <laughs> down to F, but no. <laughs> I think we should. I think this guy's a B. Fine. I think Rowdy's a B. No way. <laughs> he's, what's wrong with this guy? He's uh, just. He's yeah, like, hold a, on. We can't. We can't. Put, like we can't put a human. We can't put a human mascot looking. You thing. don't think that you don't think this guy's as good as Browning the Elf? Number one, I no, I oh, think no. Browning the Elf is way <laughs> too high. <laughs> this guy's right. a C. This guy's we'll, a C we'll, or a D. Right, we can, we can I, I agree. I think the whole team's a bunch of C's. <laughs> all right, uh, Detroit Lions. They named their mascot Rory. Get it? But it's R O A R. Rory, the Lions mascot. Yeah. Uh, is it just me or does he look like uh, uh, Brandon Frazier in Encino Man? Yeah, what's up with his hair, dude? Why did they give him this haircut? He looks like he looks like a like a nine, guy from the nineties. It's exactly right, dude. I also, when I he closes know. his mouth, he doesn't look like he has fangs anymore. He just looks like he's missing teeth. Yeah, it's, and it's it not... honestly kind of makes me like him more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm willing like to put that? Rory in a C. <laughs> Yeah, well, I don't know if you know this, but Rory, Rory lives on likes to live on the edge. That's in that's in his copy. All right, there, isn't any, there isn't there isn't there isn't anything. Does that mean anything, he steals cars in Detroit? There isn't anything won't do. But I just I want to tell you that the current version of Rory is a redesign. You should find the old one. He looks. If I describe the old Rory, it is uh, in a word tired. Yeah. <laughs> like scroll down until you find the old one. I would, you know I would exactly have to that. Oh my about. gosh, he does. They got to bring old Rory back because that's exactly what the Lions are. Old Rory looks like he is a. He He's like the old Seahawk helmet. Rory's seen some stuff. All right, we're gonna go B for Rory though. I think right. That's pretty. He's pretty solid. How about the Los Angeles Rams? Rampage. 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 The mascot. <laughs> Wait, I'm, I, I actually don't. I actually think this one's completely fine. I think there it's the solid C. There ain't, there ain't there ain't nothing wrong with this guy. Uh, he's he's an anthropomorphic ram. Like what do you, what do you want? What do you want from him? He can't he can't be anything. It's not a fail, but it's nothing special. He wears the one uh, uh, B or C. Which what do you guys say? Uh, C C. All right, Victor from the Vikings. I I gotta be honest. As far as like human mascots go, I I think this guy's higher than all the rest. I would want to put this guy straight in B. I think we. I I'm, I'm willing there. to go A for Victor. I'm willing to go A. Yeah, if, I, if Brownie the Elf gets B, how I guess dare I you? A Brownie the Elf is so great. No, great Victor's cool. Look at that. Look at the hair, man, and the mustache. Like they really, they really went for it with this mascot in a way that that I think is like super fun. Also, Fun's I think just... this is another where they get like they they have some good mascot bits with him. Yeah, and he also his his Instagram bio says he's the mayor of Green Bay. So uh, <laughs> you, you cannot, you cannot mess with that. Fun. That's, that's, that's funny. Uh, okay. Uh, the saints have two mascots. First one, gumbo. So it's a you know, hound dog, right? Is yeah. The hound dog one. Gumbo is the saint. Bernard that Sir Saint. No, gumbo is the saint. The anthropomorphic saint, Sir saint, saint Bernard dog, saint Bernard. He wears black pants and shoes. He wears the zero zero, uh, this is the copy they wrote on the Saints website. It was a natural evolution of the idea that the dog be a St. Bernard. And the name Gumbo reflects the restaurant association as well as famous traditional Cajun <laughs> so It's so serious. Why is it it's so, so serious? Stupid. It's so stupid. Cajun meal loved by young and old, rich and poor. Guys, a mix like all people who love and support the Saints. I've uh, dined the, in they, castles with kings and queens. <laughs> queen. And I've dined in alleys on pork and beans. They, and they, if you they, 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 mascot comparison you at the wrong address 
<laughs> I think they hate about it. They tried to retire Gumbo, but the, he was brought back by popular demand. I, I would like to know. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, wow. G- Gumbo he fought Gumbo, off uh, many a mean man. So you gotta you gotta Gumbo go here because so as soon as Kevin sees a picture of Sir Saint, we got problems. Oh, dude, he's way down. That butt Gumbo. goes to the bottom. <laughs> Gumbo. Gumbo's a C, right? Oh, yeah, Gumbo's Sir Saint's C. last name is Leno. Sir Sir Saint is an yeah, F. Yeah. Sir Saint Sir Saint is yeah. one of the worst mascots yeah, yeah, ever. Look at the Panthers did this. They, 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 the, the game on Sunday. Did you see about this? Did you hear about this? Did I tell you about this? Hey Kevin, hey actually, oh that's that's a callback. Kevin on our podcast, Kevin Eubanks. All right, onto this, onto the the Eagles. Are they uh, the best? Oh, you don't want to you don't want to talk more about Sir Saint? I don't. F, I did all my jokes. Did you, did you, <laughs> Sir, Sir Saint is like it's kind of like Brown of the Elf, where he came from like a really crappy logo that they made back in the day. Yeah, but uh, he's just so. Gross. But he stayed really crappy. Actually, okay, so both Fs. Next we got we got Swoop. Swoop is from the Eagles. Average. Uh, it's a Swoop. solid bird mascot. I think that's a B. That's a B for me. Swoop, yeah. is, Swoop, is, Swoop is fine. I put him above Big Red, below Freddy Falcon. That seemed about right. Uh, yeah. Am I wrong here, but is Air Swoop an inflatable version of Swoop? Oh, so you want to... We want to talk about Air Swoop. Because I had so, to look this up. I had to look this so, up. Yes, Air Swoop is like the blow-up version of Swoop. F. That's an F. <laughs> yeah, you got one B and you got one F. I don't, I, I don't. I don't understand why Air Swoop even exists, but he is on their sometimes website. Real, sometimes real, uh, uh, real Swoop can't make it places. Yet they won't give any. Or maybe Real Swoop needs Green to, Man. Maybe Real Swoop needs to uh, 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 carpool. They would right. have a. They'd have an S tier if they would just recognize Green Man. All right, you guys, sourdough Sam. His name is Sourdough Sam. <laughs> I didn't know I that. Know, I, that yeah, I didn't so know that was worse. His name either. Is it sourdough, brought to you sourdough. by Jack in the Box? Sourdough Sam is the 49ers mascot, and I will say this: his first design is horrible. It's a straight F. <laughs> yeah, but the, but the, re, the, re, the the more current redesign, I like that he wears the 49, and they're the 49ers. The handkerchief. The first design, he it, looked like Bill Romanowski. Yeah, the first design. The first design is literally the worst. And it the new design looks like bad. Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Yes. The new design is the new design is like solid, but, but not, not handicapped. I would say for me, Sourdough Sam's a B. Uh yeah, I would say he's like the second best anthropomorphic. Or the second best human mascot. Yeah. Sure. Put, put him in. All right. All right. Seahawks. Actually, you know what? Let's come. Let's circle yeah, back to Seahawks. Let's, back, yeah. let's, let's do. Let's do Captain Fear. The Tampa Bay. What Buccaneers an odd mascot. name for a mascot. Hey, mommy, can I get my picture with Captain Fear? Okay. And his face is actually like low key scary. Like it's it's not. I mean, pleasant. He's a pirate. What do you expect? Like he's he's like got the and he's got the like the the braided beard. The. Uh, I he looks I don't like understand. Muppets Christmas Carol presents the ghost of pirates past. They yeah, it's they mm-hmm. colored Sir Saint's butt chin into a beard. That's what that's my review. You guys okay with D for Captain Fear? <laughs> yeah, I'm good with D. Yeah, D. It's like way too scary for a kids mascot. All right, let's start with Blitz. We'll start with Blitz. Uh, all right, Blitz is fine. There's nothing wrong with Blitz. Do you like uh, old Blitz or new Blitz? Recent uh, Blitz? new. New blitz, the the meaner blitz. Yeah. I like a little better. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. agree. Uh, I okay, would, so I would probably put him in B. Yeah, I think B is B or B is right for B me. Is, B is fair. So there I was, twenty sixteen at Seahawks okay with- training camp. Yeah, you were fine at B. He's a B. And uh, I see Richard Sherman. I see Michael Bennett. I see a quarterback I used to love, and uh, 
then I see boom. And I'm like, I hate boom. Oh, boom. So annoying. And then within like, I don't know he was across the field. He, uh, the boom single went up and he just straight, he sat next to me. My uh, Patreon, Michelle went to, went to that with her and I have pictures of me and boom, not posting them anywhere. Yeah. Boom sucks. I don't like, like, he's supposed to be like the family friendly, like, uh, like, like this one's more for kids because Blitz looks kind of mean, but yeah, like I don't. We don't need a Scrappy Doo. Yeah, he's Thank basically you. the Scrappy Doo. Uh, I would say D. Yep, D. Tame of the Tame of the Hawk. That's an A. That's yep. an A. Yeah, I, I think would put a lot of fans. Put him I would in the put, A. I would push S. Assaulting fans put them up. Yeah, Tame of the Hawk is pretty sweet, dude. It's like it's one of a kind. Like no other team is doing something like this. Uh, he leaves us out of They've the got the helmet emblazoned on the uh, leather eye cover. The yep. That's yeah. I would say that's it's the only thing I would consider putting an S other than Jackson Deville. Jackson Deville, <laughs> Jackson Deville, dude, is just the man. All right, uh, if you have strong opinions on mascots, if I will you've post stuck this. around this long, <laughs> I will post this, post this in the Discord for Eric for Kevin. We'll see you next week. Go Hawks.